Hello, it is me, Ronald, and I am here with a special episode of the Rama Japan podcast. I had the idea of doing a special Black History Month episode in a way, not quite, but kind of. So I decided to go and gather a few people of a few Black people, a few people of African descent from various parts of the diaspora to join me to talk about Japanese music and their relation to it and other things of that nature. So I am actually joined today by an Arama staff member, Hasawa. Introduce yourself. Hi, so my name is Asawa. I'm a contributor to Arama Japan and my family is from Africa and uh, I live and was born in Paris. So I'm French. Mm. And your family is originally from Congo, correct? Congo, yes. Okay. And then our next guest today is Imani, who you interviewed for the site before. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Imani J. I am originally from Rockland County, New York, and I have been living in Tokyo for the past 11 years. I am a singer-songwriter out here and probably have worked with your faves at one point or another, maybe. Who knows? And our final guest today is Ron. Not Ronald, but Ron. (laughs) Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Ron. If you know me from Twitter, I'm Rainy Clouds. Um, I live in New York. Um, My background is Jamaican, West Indian, Caribbean. So that's kind of where I get my references from. Okay, so our first topic today is what drew you in? Because sometimes, okay, let's talk about this. So when you're a Black person, you're expected to like, like certain things. And then so one of the things you're not really expected to like is things that aren't made by Black people. Like you're supposed to just listen Mm -hmm. just to like music by Black people. Mm -hmm. So what is it about Japanese music that drew you guys in? Uh, Personally, I didn't really started with Japanese music, but more like into manga because since I was a since I was a kid, I always enjoyed like drawing, and I started with manga first, and then I switched to anime, and then by the opening and ending music, I did into the Japanese music. But uh, first, the first thing that introduced me to Japanese culture was more like manga and anime, not really music. Okay. okay. Imani. Um kind of similar i could say that i did get bullied a lot for listening to japanese music so yeah it was kind of the norm to just only listen to like mainstream quote-unquote black music whatever that is categorized as but um you know i grew up watching sailor moon and pokemon and not realizing that they were like anime or like Japanese properties. I didn't realize that. So as I grew up, I didn't think much about it. But one day, you know, flipping through TV, Adult Swim, I knew what Inuyasha was, but I didn't know exactly like what it was or what it was about. But I heard a song and I was like, oh, there's this lady singing R&B kind of pop, but it's in Japanese. This is fire. Who is this? And that's kind of how I got into the music side of everything. It was actually just listening to the theme songs and then starting to watch anime after that. So who was the song singing the song? It was actually your girl Boa. 
it was actually Every Heart by Boa. So even though she's not Japanese, she was singing Japanese and I just loved the song. So, oh, yeah. oh my God. When I think of Boa now, I think of all the drama that's been taking place in the past day. Mm, <laughs> poor child. Um, so, Ron. Hmm. Well, on my end, it pretty much started with, I watched like anime all throughout my childhood and like, I never really caught on to like the theme song because I don't really like any song that well that much. But with video games, it was Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X two specifically. So I had Simple and Clean slash Hikari, and then I was absolutely gagged by Real Emotion by Kodakumi, and that basically like made me a stand from the get go. But the thing is, like, I totally fell off like during like my like early teens because I just was not paying attention anymore and then randomly I started playing Final Fantasy again and the song came back to me and I started researching and like her other songs like gagged me and I was just like okay I'm totally into this but like as Imani said like once I started listening to like Japanese music people were like what's wrong with you like why are you playing that especially like one time I had it in my ringtone and I was just like what is that and then yes yeah, you're weird surprisingly what did you have as your ringtone? I definitely had the instrumental to like one of her ballads. I forgot which one, but it was like really sappy and just like, <laughs> like what is this? Like what is this? Like really girl? I go into all boys school, especially. So what is like really sad girly music you're playing? I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh my god, sad girly music. <laughs> so. I guess my part, well, I already explained how my part before, but like basically it was just like, I was like part of a site that listened to music from all around the world. So basically like Japanese music was kind of just like, oh, I already listened to music from all these other countries and all these other languages. So like, what's the difference if I just add this on too? Let's just add this on. So that was where my part came in at. So... Were you ever, so when you actually started listening to Japanese music and like you like started dealing with like other fans, did you ever encounter any racism? I think for me, not necessarily just because I still didn't really have my face or anything on the internet. I think in my very early days, I was a Johnny Stan, <laughs> but I met a lot of really nice people on LiveJournal back in the day and uh, MySpace. So I never necessarily had like something horrible written about me in a sense, like on the online space when I first started out. But I think I got a lot of, yeah, just bullying and backlash from my peers in school for listening to J-pop and J-rock. Huh. I wouldn't say that I faced racism, but even since I was in middle school, I always had the stigma like, oh, you, you're black, but you act like a white girl. Like people always told me that I didn't behave like a black girl was supposed to be. So whenever I was listening to my music, people didn't get it. And there was even more stigma about, around me. So. But uh, I have some friends who watch anime, so they couldn't, they could get it. But like my classmates in school, I knew I was considered as a weird black girl. So it was a bit, was a bit lonely. Hmm. And Ron? 
So for me, I've only recently just like entered like the world of like stand bases online. But when I was like, basically before I was like trolling all the J-pop forums and everything, like J-pop Central, Live Journal, Tumblr, all those things. And I guess we'll probably bring it up later, but for like the racism, it was never like direct. I've seen like a lot of people get extremely defensive over particularly Kodakumi and Nami Amuro, like with their quote appropriation and like the seven singles covers, the one for Africa, Nami, people really online for like a couple, like in the beginning were like, if you brought it up and like tried to say something about it, they really got defensive about their fave and like try to say, well, it's not racism. It's not something it's like, they just don't know anything about it. Like, basically just trying to say like Japan is ignorant on race and what they can do whatever they want because they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever really encountered any racism um, from other fans. I just remember someone, I do remember actually someone saying something to me before, just like, oh, maybe you'll like Crystal K. <laughs> I just remember distinctly like someone saying that to me like years and years ago. And I was just like, why would I particularly like Crystal K? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. (laughs) So like speaking of which, like there are a number of black artists, artists of mixed race too, like in the industry, like Mm. do you guys support these acts or what do you think of them? I'll go to Imani first, and she actually is friends yes, with some yes, of them. I'm very interested. <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, I support them definitely. I'm down for whatever they whatever messages they have to convey in their art, and I see nothing wrong with it. But I do notice that depending on the company, or at least years ago when you were a major, they have a problem with like marketing people of mixed race, especially like mixed black kids. And it's just like, there's so much talent wrapped in this one person. And I feel like it's such a waste that they're not exactly sure which direction to push them in. And that's just really frustrating, I you know, for the artists and for their fans as well. Cause you're like, you want this person to blow up, but maybe Japan just doesn't know how to handle it. I'm assuming now, since there really is no difference between like major and indies anymore, and now we have more people speaking up about, you know, diversity and such, that maybe there'll be a a bit of a shift, I'm hoping. But yeah, I see no problem. I like, I love seeing all these people come out and like tell their stories and still, you know, win while singing in Japanese or rapping in Japanese. It's awesome. Something I did notice though, Imani, is that like, and you probably have noticed this too, because you know some people from this company, I'll go ahead and say it, LDH. Mm-hmm. It seems like they have a thing for every group just about mm-hmm. having a mixed black guy. But you don't really see the same thing with the girl groups of them. That is true. Like the closest they have is Crystal K. But she's been around forever. Like they haven't really like they they brought in like all of these like 
black guys like every group is a black guy but it's like for some reason they'd never brought any girls in to these groups mm-hmm. that they have so like do you why do you think that is i honestly do not know i but i can i guess my opinion about that and maybe there might be people who agree with me or disagree but there still is a lot of you know fetishization fetishization with uh you know black men in general so it might literally just be for the look i'm not sure and you know black women are always cast to the side in a sense and not necessarily deemed as desirable i mean there's a lot of studies social studies going on about that that you know um pinpoint where that comes from you know there is a question I'd, li- I'd like to ask to you, Imani, is like, mm-hmm. I think I already asked you this question during the interview, is that mm-hmm. um, uh, mixed people in Japan, like mixed black people and Japanese people are sometimes pushed into a, like a rap or u- urban music, never really pop music. Like as, as long as they're mixed, they are pushed into a specific type of music. And I, this is something that I noticed. Yeah, I do. I do notice that a lot, too. Mm. But I think, um, thank God we have groups like Queen Bee, Jobashi, Mm. that are like, you know, breaking the mold because the first time I saw them was actually at like a rock festival uh, with like Kishidan and like all these other and like a bunch of punk rock groups. And I saw them there and I was just like, who is this? I need to know. I love you because it was just completely mm. different from the typical LDH yes. or like yes. pushing exactly. the R&B agenda. But mm. I do notice that as well, like people are still kind of stuck in that you're black, so you only You're do. black, so you do black music. Like. <laughs> and I can't stand the term black music. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you, okay. So why don't you like, <laughs> okay. So the thing is though, is that I used to say like, I was very big on saying like Jay Urban. But then, like, I now don't mind the term Black music because I think, like, when you say Black music, it's kind of, I feel like urban is kind of, like, very, it's a euphemism. And it's kind of just, like, it separates the music from its roots. Mm, I don't, okay, so when I first came to Japan, they had sections in the cd shops that said black music like you go to the black music section Mm -hmm. and i'm just like well what what is that because black is such a you know we're all from a different from a diaspora so do you mean do you mean rock and roll because black people created that Mm -hmm. rosetta tharp created that you know um do you mean reggaeton like you know what what from where from where there's black people everywhere so i don't know what this term means and I'd like, to, I'd, 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 like to, I'd like to say that rap comes from Af- from america not from africa like when i go to see my family in congo there is not rap music they have their own kind of music and i couldn't i couldn't put a zero into it it's like the biggest uh, um, musician is in Africa are from Congo, so <laughs> it's pretty much. Uh, I'm very familiar with this music, and it has nothing to do with rock music. It's like you cannot put it into a box. So whenever people talk about black music, and they only talk about uh, speak, um, thinking about rap or urban, it's really 
kind of boring because there is so much more into black music than only rap or urban or reggaeton, you know? But mm -hmm. people totally dismiss whatever is happening in Africa and they only focus on the music in the American continent. And it's so sad because Africa is so much different and interesting and it's totally, it's totally dismissed. So. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always tell people. So I'm like, there's there are so many countries in Africa. What black music are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> and then they then it kind of clicks for them. It's like, oh, yeah, there are other black people, huh? Yes. That, <laughs> that speak other languages and don't necessarily yes. rap or sing gospel. Mm -hmm. So that's why I cannot stand the term. Like, I really don't have a problem with like the term J urban because pretty much for me, it establishes like what exactly am I coming into listening to this? So like basically like J Urban, R&B, like attempting to rap, um, gospel mixes, like that's what I understand from like when I hear J Urban and I get that. And then there's pop music, which is influenced by black music. So like you'll have the artists who will have like rappers on their tracks or like probably like new like trappy beats influencing to the songs but I still pop music so like it's kind of like a way that I can organize what's going on in J-pop for the most part hmm. so um Imani mentioned um Viovachi a few minutes ago so like are there any other like black artists that you guys like really like in Japan um, can I be honest, as somebody who like lives here and like works here, I can say that my actual radar for a lot of things has been toned down. So I have not really been keeping up with current acts and stuff like that, other than like Jobachi. So I'm not entirely sure. There are like some artists, like there's a mixed girl called Namichie. She's really awesome. She raps. And like, that's about all I can think of right now. But no one in this space that doesn't do anything that's quote unquote urban related that I can think of. Well, what about someone that is urban related that you like? Well, yeah, it would be like Namichie. She's she's really cool. Mm. Um. Well, Earlier, you took the words out of my mouth when you mentioned LDH and their fondness for just light-skinned mixed Black men. Um, I don't really listen to them. Um, Exile and everything for me sounds the same and it's very dated in a way, even though I'm a Kota Kumi stan talking about dated. But, <laughs> well, I know there's like Thelma, uh, whatever her last name is, like she's mixed and she had that song, So Bunny Iru, so Iru, which is like mm -hmm. the most downloaded song in like history. Mm -hmm. um, that's great for her. I know. <laughs> which is a bop. It's still a banger. It is. I know there's like that little black or mixed, I can't tell what she is, in that group that lasted for 15 seconds, Banana Lemon. They had like Ooh. a really cute, like, song that came on YouTube and I was like okay this is cute and like the girl was in it she was like kind of like one of the front and center girls mm -hmm. there's only four girls but like she was like one of the front and center people like hey look we got a mixed girl and I was oh. like this is name Sarah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember her there. and there's also Aisha for y'all if y'all know yeah. Oh, yeah. Aisha Aisha yes, Aisha I about her. so she's um she's working on some stuff right now so 
keep a lookout for that. Oh. She's also like super talented and it's just kind of like, why isn't anyone pushing her the way she needs to be pushed? She's 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 black mixed or yes. South Asian? Oh, okay. she's a black okay. mixed, yes. Oh, cool. Um, as far as like a black artist that from Japan that I like, I like Aisha. Yeah. And then like, oh, I kind of like, ugh. the thing is, though, is that when I'm, I went back to that whole thing about when someone's suggesting Crystal K to me, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I actually did end up liking Crystal K. Oops. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. She has mm. bops as well. Mm-mm. And yeah like i like i just feel like i'm trying to think of like somebody else somebody else i mean there are like a number but like Vilvachi does stand out as like the one that does do something different something unexpected mm-hmm. so like good point there imani because it is like kind of just like this pigeonholing but is mm-hmm. it pigeonholing or is it kind of just like they want to do it or well, both. I can say for my experience, for my first album, I was called in specifically to do that. To I didn't I I'm not a rapper. Like when I started the album, I didn't consider myself a rapper, but the AR was literally like go into this booth, start rapping. And I had to learn how <laughs> to rap. Yes, I had to learn how to rap <laughs> and like come up with rap so and i'm still not that powerful at it but now i can kind of do it and i remember the whole process when they were promoting the album they literally had in the description just like lauren hill because that's how they wanted to market me as and i'm sitting here like but i listen to like asian kung fu generation and uberworld like this Mm. is the type of i want to do a little bit more like pop rock type stuff you're a johnny's fan i used to be johnny's (laughs) fan i used to be a johnny's fan listen that was a long time ago i was i was young (laughs) i was young we all go through it we all have a johnny's face it's fine (laughs) but yeah like i really it was just kind of like put into a box a box yes because you're black so you're going to rap rap music yes Mm -hmm. Did you have like in your little album description at the store? I just imagine just like they have like a little placard next to your CD. Was it like just like black music written in like katakana? I think the black music section was taken out of the stores by then. Oh. Yeah, so it wasn't there uh, anymore. Would have been great to have a black person in Japan in the black music section. Like, I could imagine like the giant billboard. They would have had like actual mm-hmm. black person Japanese. Oh, but then there are like there are like black artists who like Imani who like are not mixed. Like, there's you. Yes. Art. Mm. Yeah. There's um Jiro from back in the well. Jiro, I guess he was like. He's mixed. Water. Yeah, he's a quarter. I think he's a quarter, but like, as far as like fully black, it would be like you and Chris Hart. Mm-hmm. And there are other people as well. It's just Chris has probably the most successful career within Japan in terms of like J-pop in a sense. But 
I I know that he is very versatile mm-hmm. in his craft, and so I know that he's probably itching to show more diversity in what he can actually do. Mm-hmm. I know he's working on an album right now, or it's almost done. So hopefully, like this will be a chance for him to showcase his versatility. So I'm looking forward cool. to that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I just remember like seeing him like years ago on Kohaku of like Seiko Matsuda and being just like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But even for him, like you can just kind of tell from the outside that they were marketing him in a certain way. Yeah, like kind of just like, look at this, like, look at this black man singing like these like soulful ballads like yeah and then also too okay this is something to do with crystal k too which is just Mm -hmm. like let's not have you be in the video let's have a japanese couple like live out a love story with you singing like in the distance but you not Mm -hmm. being in the video so it's just like wow you can't even be in your own video you're just I, a voice I, <laughs> over a love story. Look, I have no idea what the directors or creators were thinking that day. I don't know what she had to say about it, but that yeah, that is tough though, like in terms of marketing, because maybe just they just don't think that dark skin is gonna sell, especially like a black woman. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I do know that it is changing. Mm-hmm. At least I've seen the shift. I will say early in my career in Japan, I was booked as the gospel singer, the jazz singer. I sang at weddings and and such, singing gospel. And I'm also in several agencies that, you know, put out my profile. So I would only get called for things like that, the dream girl. Um, but recently after all of the protests and everything that's been happening, um, when it comes to the talk of diversity, I have been called to do other more diverse roles, which is pretty interesting to say the least. What's an example? Like I was called to be like the scientist in like an infomercial. Oh, I, I got oh. to play like the scientist that told Zhao that you were using too much. So plastic. you're you're also <laughs> acting. Yeah, so I'm acting a little bit now too. Oh, nice. And also like for other things as well. I was a scientist in some other projects. I was the office lady. You know, I was my, my other friend was like the lawyer, which was pretty cool because mm. we don't necessarily get casted in those roles yes. in Japan. Yes, yes. But now it's it's opening up which is cool. I have another friend, she's like on a, like an, an underwear commercial, like ad. She's oh, she's a mother. Yeah, so she was modeling oh, for that too. So which cool. Was for a Japanese brand, which I thought was really awesome. That's awesome, yes. Yeah. So you're not in Ayubi Hamasaki's gospel choir singing Bowl of Delicious and Jesus Loves Me. <laughs> oh um, no. I have sang Jesus Loves Me at the weddings. I don't know why they request that. <laughs> who thinks Jesus loves me? I don't, well, I mean, like, I know you do, but like, who, who requests that? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give a rundown. Some of the, <laughs> the chapels here, air quotes, the chapels here will ask the singers to sing, uh, Jesus loves me when the groom comes out. 
Amazing Grace when the bride comes out, his eyes on the sparrow when they do the ring um, exchange. These are funeral songs, by the way. And then, oh, happy day as they leave. Oh and, you know, God. they have the nuns in the background singing it because they think that our weddings in the U.S. are like Sister Act 2. Oh, my God. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, there's no, like, swing low, sweet chariot? No. I don't think they're into Negro spirituals. It sounds like they are. Okay. They are. Only if it was in Sister Act will they know what it is. Let's convince Crystal K to sing Ray Waiting in the Water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. But, um... We are going to go to another topic, which people sometimes get mad about. Okay, this is like something I've noticed that a lot of Japanese music fans do not get mad about, which is some do, some don't. It's a mixed bag, but cultural appropriation. How do you guys feel about it in Japanese music? Mm, this is a lot. <laughs> so wants to go first? Oh. Basically, um, I know that for the people I listen to, like Namie, Kodakumi, Milaya, like there's a lot of just like, this is like basically taking music, the whatever Black people released two years, two, three years ago, they're going to put it out now. And like, I tweeted about how basically there were like songs like that Kodakumi, especially just completely just stole from like black artists like and Mariah, jojo yeah like mariah carey um um what i forgot the name of the song we belong together no it, um it's the one that she stole for juicy it's like that she took really? that whole beat and she took that whole beat and made juicy with it i'm and trying then, to think i'm trying to think about that and then she took 3lw's entire song is you feeling me and made shake it with it. And I'm just like, okay, like you're just like taking whatever you feel like from like the West and like black artists and just like reimagining it into J-pop. And, and then in the video, she had that girl from the Ice Cube song. Exactly. Like, and then I always think about early Namie with um, TK and his obsession with gospel music to the point where he had <laughs> Like his obsession with gospel music to the point where he had mammies and <laughs> other black people in all of her videos playing servants and maids. Like, mm. like Oh my I, God. I will say just, they actually do sit there and dissect whatever it is that they're copying. So the A&R or whoever will put out like a bulletin saying, hey, we need a song that sounds like well, recently, for if it's a girl group, they'll be like, we need a song that sounds like Little Mix and, you know, Ariana Grande or something like that. And they will put the two songs together because I've seen them do this in the studio where they take the two songs and basically just take parts from those songs and go with it. So that's basically probably what's been happening the whole time. There's not much uh, to it. In a sense. So if it sounds like a song that you've heard by whoever, chances are that's what the A and R asked for. 
Mm-hmm. Like exactly spot on. I didn't and- I didn't think those songs sounded like that, but now that I think about it, it does because like I just think about like when she like buys like demos, like with that one like I know she's not black, but when she bought that like JoJo demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touchdown. When she had yeah. the black guy in the video, like oh, like another like image. Oh yeah, the muscly black guy with no shirt that she's like rubbing all over. I li- like thinking about it, like you the only time she's had black people in her videos were early videos where they were backup dancers and then like touchdown which he's the sexual black man and then coso coso where she's having lesbian sex with a black girl like that's all i can think of like just very like fetishized sexualized mm-hmm. like, hot black people and then like when it comes to, like her ballad is like okay here's like a nice japanese manica holding crying next to mm-hmm. so at, at least oh, at least it's not servants like the Nami uh, videos. Straight up servants, like in made costumes and don't like, wanna I, cry. I remember I remember Nam and like don't wanna cry, like wiping like wiping silverware and less like singing and like in the background and smiling. I remember that. And giving a nice Negro jig. Like <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but um but as far as like Nami, I do remember her like actually some of those songs, her working on them of Dallas Austin. So at least like there was like a black person working behind the scenes somewhat in regards to the, some of those songs. Like her, like Genius 2000 and Break the Rules and those two albums that she did with Dallas Austin, you can like tell which exact songs were TLC demos that they did not want. Like, <laughs> and then she worked with TLC. Oh yeah, when she got dragged by everyone. When Black people finally realized J-pop was a thing, a drag her from singing <laughs> Waterfalls. I don't know who thought that was just... That was because just I remember people saying just like, who is this girl trying to replace Left Eye? I mean, that was going to happen regardless. That was going to happen regardless if it was a Japanese girl or not. People would be like, you don't replace Left Eye. Which is true, you don't replace Left Eye. Especially Namie. <laughs> <laughs> And like I remember when that came out, it was around the time she dropped Big Boys Cry. And people were like posting like the video, like pictures of the video. Like this is like this bubbly J-pop girl, like just randomly gets on a track and tries to be left eye. And it's like people were getting the image of like again stereotypical J-pop, like bubbly, cutesy, like if they would have known that she was quote unquote an urban artist for a good portion of her career, like it would have came across better. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so we talked about this, or we talked about this this group, this company earlier. I know that someone is going to listen to this and be just like, "Ronald is an LDH hater." I do not, for the record, <laughs> I, for the record, I don't hate LDH. I just have <laughs> issues with some of them. I think that they, I think that they, they need to like step it up. I mean, I actually have interviewed. I actually interviewed um, Ellie from Sendai J Soul Brothers, who is mm-hmm. half black. So I interviewed him before. So I don't hate LDH, but I would say I remember talking to. I interviewed actually it was a whole day where I interviewed. I was at the LDH headquarters in LA. I interviewed um, him and Hirumi 
from his same group. And I also interviewed um, Inflow. And speaking of which, Imani, something that Verbal <laughs> said reminded me of what you just talked about. He <laughs> talked about how Avex said, oh, you're a rapper. You should get dreads. Oh, shudder. <laughs> and then so when the second album came out, he had dreads because Avex was like, this is what a rapper looks like. You should definitely get mm. dreads. And he was just like, okay. So, See, yeah. That's, yeah. And he was like, I don't know why I had them, but the, the, the label wanted them and I just went ahead with it. He's like, I knew that not all rappers had dreads, but like the company wanted me to have dreads. So I just mm -hmm. went with it. But that right there just reminded me what you said. But like, he also said something about how like LDH, like there's a real appreciation of black culture and LDH and that's why they do what they do. But mm -hmm. like, do you ever feel as if it's like offensive somewhat? I, yes and no. I think it's offensive when obviously when it's like something serious like blackface but there's a difference between a carbon copy and subtle influences that you can pick up on mm -hmm. the problem is when it's a carbon copy and it's like you didn't add anything to this mm -hmm. where's the japanese part of it where's your flavor Right now you're taking just, you know, the black eyed peas and you're taking the macaroni and cheese and you're taking the collard greens, but I don't know where your dashi or like where your miso is coming from. I can't taste any of it. Oh, geez. Where's the Japanese part of it? So, and sometimes it's not very good collards, <laughs> you know, it, it falls flat. Um, but I will say like from my own experience, for example, there's a group called Bradio that I work with a lot. Mm -hmm. And the lead singer, Takaki, he actually has an Afro. Of course, like some people would be like, dude, like, why do you have an Afro? Um, he started off doing, you know, just like heavy metal rock music before they did Bradio. And Bradio draws a lot of their influence from like jazz, soul. He loves James Brown. He loves um, like Sam Cooke, people like that. He knows more about Motown than I do. And like, I think the way that he approaches it and the way that their team approaches it is that they actually do call on me for certain things. So they'll actually ask me prior, is this offensive? <laughs> and I'll say no or yes or no. Or he'll actually do deeper research. Like Chris Rock came out with that documentary called Good Hair, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm. And um, oh, sorry, <laughs> came out with a documentary called Good Hair, and he really wants to watch that, but there's no Japanese subtitles. He will actually look at other things and actually research where the music comes from, where the sound comes from, where I feel like a lot of the other companies just really fall flat in doing that research, doing that background check of mm, this is cool. Where does it come from? Oh, wait. Black people might be offended by this. Maybe we shouldn't go through with it. Actually, let's call our resident Negro and see what she has oh to say about God. it. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, is better than nothing. It, it <laughs> than is. just going going with it. <laughs> and, it like, obviously having, obviously having a big controversy happen. But it is, yeah, better than nothing. So, 
Um, so you talked about blackface a moment ago, and I remember a couple of years ago. Okay, first of all, um, there was a group for a long time back in the day called Rats and Stars, and he used to do blackface constantly. Oh, yeah, Megumi no Hito. That was the whole... Yeah, of course you would know that. Of course I would. So I remember like a few years ago, they were going to be performing a music fair with Momoiro Clover Z, and they were all wearing blackface. Mm-hmm. And then photos came out. Mm. And then basically there was like so much backlash that they like canceled the episode. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. didn't happen. So, like, at least, like, that's, like, progress somewhat, where it's just, like, hey, don't do blackface on TV anymore. And that's something I kind of notice with, I guess, maybe, like, the way that the K-pop people do it. It's just, like, there's always a blackface controversy where, like, in Japan, it happens, but not as often anymore. And I think (laughs) it is because they call their resident Negro to, like, double-check on certain things. But do they, like, do they, like, only turn or do they, like, put paint on their face, like... Like, full blackface, but, like, black skin, blackface. But what's the context? Because in Korea, what's the context, like, what would they do that? To mock black people? To... For a performance? It's probably for performance or for It's performance. Because a lot of times what they say, it's because it's just, like oh, like, I was pretending to be this person, so Mm. I painted my skin to be this person. Like, it's not, like, it's very rarely, like, a full-on, like, minstrel show of, like, the big red lips or anything like that. Mm. Most of the time, it's just like, oh, I wanted to be, like, um... Actually, recently, there was, like... At some point, I don't know if you remember the Ganguro, Ganguro, the trend of the Gyaru. Ganguro was heavily into heavy tan, and it was kind of like blackface so i don't know i have mixed feeling because you know i'm not american so even even if i'm if i'm black i'm not familiar at all about the story i know what it is but that's blackface that's actually like one of the not things really a thing in france so yeah because uh, i know yeah, that like so, thanks to yes oh because I, I was gonna say like i know that like a lot of these things are like things that like happen mainly in America, but like that's why mm. I wanted you on because it's like a different perspective. Like it's like things that would offend an American, like an African American, may not offend you as yeah, someone it's, who lives in it's Europe. It's a bit someone- complicated because, mm. like I say, for example, hip hop culture or rap is not really something from Africa or in France. So I I can't be much as much offended as black american when they see korean or japanese appropriating this type of music but it's the same for blackface you know because i really only discovered blackface like three or five years ago i never grew up knowing what blackface is and even so i i know what racism 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 is i it's not really the same in france so i don't have the same um, how to say it hunger when i see this this kind of stuff i know why why and you're you're angry but i can't be as much angry as you are so i don't know sometimes i I feel like people are just getting a bit too much offended about it because 
sometimes people are just dumb and you have to get away with, you have to give up about, about them. So I don't know, it's a bit complicated to understand why you're getting so much angry about it sometimes. I, I think that there's like, I think there's like different levels. Like, I mean, okay, something, okay. So like, I'm not someone that's like very easily offended by these mm -hmm. things. Like some people before have something, I really like Misha, for example, and the oh. co- Ugh. okay okay pause okay so so i um my normal co-host hannah me and her went to go see misha last year wait it wasn't last year because of covid um we went to go see her in 2019 and she's very like she is a black woman who misha so the thing is, though, is that my friend yeah. Hannah, who is Korean, who co-hosts this with me normally, she was just like, this whole concert felt very racist. I was like, how so? And she was just like, she's like, I don't know, just like this, like, Japanese woman with, like, dreads, with her hair wrapped up, like, coming to New York and, like, performing in, like, this, like, um, this, like, kind of, like, idealized version of a Harlem jazz club. It all felt very racist to me. And I was just like, I don't see it as that. But some people may. Some people may. And like, speaking of Misha, though, I do love Misha. But like, um, speaking of the jazz choir thing a few, uh, not jazz choir, the gospel choir a few minutes ago, like her remixes recently have like literally just been like 90s, like house music with pianos with just like black gospel choirs just yelling and screaming and shouting all over the place and I'm just like I really enjoy this but hmm I could see how this may be offensive to some people in a way yeah I, I do agree though it is there's different levels you know what I mean there's different levels and yeah, you can have, I guess, in a performative sense, like, yeah, she's going to come out with her head wrap and maybe her other chorus singers that just happen to be Japanese tan a lot and get a kinky perm in their hair to kind of look Black instead of actually hiring the Black people to sing back up <laughs> um, is kind of performative and it just, it might not feel right. And I kind of understand that level of it too. And then there's the level where I do get offended and I'm kind of just like, oh, this is not good. So there's someone that pops up in my head immediately due to her song lyrics. I never listened to this woman before. And then I was like, let me just listen to her album. People have been talking about her for a few years. Within the first minute of the song, she says the N-word. Who is it? A Witch. Oh, but I thought she was mixed, no? No, she's no. not. No. Oh. She's, she's, she's okay. She's from, she's from Okinawa. Okay. So, so like, she says this one line in the song. This is like in the first like minute of the song, the first song on the album. But this she's, is, she's a rapper. Yeah. She, she, she dates, she dated a rapper or something like that, no? She was married. Okay. So, oh yeah. She was oh married with a... She has like a struggle love story, which is another thing I'm going to get to in a moment. <laughs> so the line that bothered me was like, I got a new boy and that trade, yeah. And I'm like, what is this? 
I'm like, did she just like call her man like a N word? It was like N I G G A, not N I G G E R. But still, she's dating a black man now again. So the thing is, though, this is where I come to like the struggle love portion. Like, she came to the U.S. She married a black man. He was murdered, and now she's just like. They have a child together, and she's like carrying on, like his legacy or something. And I'm just like, something about that just like kind of like mm. it's kind of like a struggle love kind of situation where I'm kind of just like, ooh, did you? Okay, this is gonna sound so bad. Like, it just sounds like I want a hood narrative, and now I have one. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, yeah. was kind of just like, ooh, to me, like, mm. like you. I feel the same way. Like you left Japan, you met a black, and you moved to Atlanta. You moved to Atlanta. You left You left Okinawa and moved to Atlanta. And then you married a black guy. You had a kid. He's murdered. He's shot. And now you're just like, I don't know. It kind of just like, it's like a struggle love, like hood narrative. And then she has mm. like skits on her album where she's just like, you don't know what love is. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just like, not like the like 45 second struggle love skits. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. And it's one of those, it is a struggle because you're like, oh, she actually has a pretty good flow. And she actually does have some talent, but I can't get past the way the the actual blanket like cultural appropriation it doesn't matter if your mm -hmm, child mm -hmm. is of african descent or you know african american Mm -hmm. descent Mm -hmm. you're still only picking and choosing these aspects of the culture she's Mm -hmm. like fuck out of here boy you don't know what love is and i'm like oh my god this is like not this she's trying too hard like it's like I need a hood narrative and let me go mm. get one. And it's just like, oh, not but, struggle but love skits. Her, her, her husband was in the hood or is, well, he was a rapper or something. How did he get no, killed? I, no, I think he was just like, I think he was just shot. Like, it's America. People are just shot. Uh, <laughs> That's not okay. funny, but it's true. Yeah, but why is, it, why is it trying to hack hood like that? I don't get it. Well, basically, the thing is, though, is that, like, she, I'm not saying that I know her life, but it seems as if, like, she kind of, like, oh, this is sound really bad. It seems like she got herself into a situation that she She didn't. She manifested it. It's kind of just, She probably did. I want to be, like, it's kind of just, like, where, like, you don't have to have this, like, downtrodden, like, oh god ghetto life i guess you could say Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like Mm. you leave japan and move to atlanta 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 the place where every black person goes where they think that their life is gonna like be rainbows and unicorns (laughs) the streets are paved with gold like she moved to atlanta and i'm just like it it's can i say (laughs) i was with i i I was recently talking to somebody I haven't spoken to in a while, a Japanese guy who used to work at a clothing store and he is in love with 
you know, African-American urban culture, if you will. And one time he asked me to pick up a do-rag for him uh, on one of my trips back home. And I was like, uh, why? Like your hair doesn't need a do-rag? Like do-rags have a purpose <laughs> um, to protect the hair and lay down the waves, but whatever. And recently he was like, yeah, I've never been outside of the outside of Japan before, but I'm planning on going to Compton in in January of 2022. Oh and I was God. like, why? No, why would you willingly go to Compton? He's like, no, it's fine. Cause he's like, I'm from, he's from like a, a rougher part of Tokyo, like the Northeast uh, part of Tokyo. And the place like, yeah, where Ko is from. Yeah, actually, he's friends with Ko. So oh, he's God. like, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, it's really rough out there. But, you know, I believe people are going to be really friendly and nice. And I'm just like, I'm black and you will not catch my black butt in Compton. All right. <laughs> I will, I'm not willingly going. And I don't, it's really naive of you to think that nothing's going to happen to a tiny Japanese guy in Compton. I mean, some people make it out. But like I don't know I don't Compton? know what is your oh what is what is this like <laughs> fetishization with like the hood and like going to get this hood story it's not fun that's what the rappers rap about it's not fun mm. <laughs> I, I, but it does it makes no sense to me yeah it's just like that is just like the one particular incident where I was just like okay this is a this is a mess this is a full-on mess like like the whole like like misha and her dreads that's one thing but like you're saying the n-word and then oh and then on top of it then she's like raising money for black lives matter on top of it later on mm, which and i'm it? just like this is this is i don't like this mm. even though i do post about her i do like some of her songs i'm just like mm. i still don't like this this is this is this is weird. This is very weird. Now you can is possible to have like a redemption because one example I would say um gospelers uh they used to do blackface. They did. So when I th th a very very long time ago like when they mm. first started out they actually used to do blackface. And I remember when I got the offer to work with them, I was looking them up and then I, you know, read about the whole blackface incident and like saw a photo and I was like, ooh. And, you know, I still went to do it. And I, I, I kind of actually mentioned it to one of the members. And I was like, so you used to do that? He was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, that's not right, right? He's like, yeah, we know. We definitely know now. So it's like they've done better since then. And now if Awich was to come out and be like, you know what? I really messed up and I will not do this again. And I've learned and I've educated myself specifically with the word anyway. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I'd probably consider, you know, giving a listen again. But if she double downs on it, then mm. now nah, that's a lost cause. Hey, yo, my child black, so I could say it. Ugh. And that's legitimately a thing. People really be like, "Yeah, my child, but my child's black." It's like, that's not, you're you are not black. <sighs> but like, is there any time that like something that's happened, like my a witch situation, that like you guys have been offended by? 
besides like I'm, the blackface that we've already discussed. Okay. Yeah, blackface is the biggest one for me, honestly. Who who else has done blackface? Like Ayumi Hamasaki for our peers. Is that really count as blackface? I say it's blackface, especially because they were like, this is light IU and this is dark IU. But is like a light oh. and dark concept really blackface? With the whole like... The uh, whole skin like, was black. It was not only the face, the, the body, the whole the body whole was black. The whole skin was black. It's what, it, it was tanning. It was a tan. This was black. They painted her black. <laughs> and she had a necklace with a baby. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, Arashi did blackface. Mm. Not surprised. And they had like colorful afros and like missing teeth and like kind of like oh. a blingy thing. I remember seeing that before. Mm. Um, I have a photo on my computer of Benny in blackface. Oh, Benny. When she was She's like covering, when she was covering I, rats and stars. So she felt I, like she had to do the blackface too. I think that if Gongulu or Yamamba would come back today, it would be considered as blackface because the whole thing is that that's supposed to be kind of just like an overly tanned like California girl, not necessarily trying to emulate a person of African descent. Oh, uh, some 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 Yamamba was very appreciative of black culture. There was really a moment where. I don't know the name of the documentary that I've seen that oh, people, no. some, some of these girls were very into black culture. They were wearing bread is it, and it was a moment. Is so. it that is it that that YouTube video that like pops up? Or oh, I haven't seen it in a while, but like I would say like it was a long time ago. Maybe yeah. it's not on YouTube anymore, but I think it was a documentary and, about girl who were yeah. going to black culture. One of them had a shop with black music, I think. Yeah, and baby shoe. Yeah, it's called that. Baby shoe. I remember yeah. that video, like in the uh, early 2000s. Personally, I felt really um, appreciative of this because they really took interest about African Black American culture. So I didn't feel offended by that. I just remember like watching that video and being just like. First of all, why do they have poetic justice braids? Like, that's not a new thing. And then, like, why are they watching, like, 50 Cent's candy shop video? Like, that's, like, 10 years old. Look, the trends and how they don't get to Japan until 10 years later is... Mm. It's it's a problem. I'm like, candy shop? So, um, any other times you guys have been like offended? Mm. Not really. It hasn't been. It's not as bad as K-pop. Like, um, yeah, I will yeah. say that it's not as bad. Uh, as K-pop. Uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like there's like something constantly over there going on. It's like, all the time. All the time. Like, how much can you like say like it's ignorance or like we're tanning us? Like this is straight up blackface and other things and just like being completely ignorant over and over again, several groups doing it again, over and over again. And like mm. the stands just do not care. And the black stands also try to not care. And mm. it's like, mm. honestly, I, I can say that that was part of the reason why I stopped listening to K-pop so much uh. is because of all of that. I just couldn't be around or like be within that sphere of people just like trying to justify the many mistakes that keep happening quote-unquote mistakes that happen over and over again and it's like 
I know you have a resident Negro to call to get this approved before the other you do thing this. Too, the other thing, too, is that, like, there are so many Korean Americans in the industry over there. And also Koreans, like, those, these people, these people, like, oh, my God, I'm saying, like, these people. That sounds really bad. Um, but the thing is, though, is that there are so many more Korean Americans and like Korean ties, like Korean and American ties because of like the Korean diaspora compared to Japan. Like there's not that many mm -hmm. Japanese Americans mm -hmm. that like had that kind of bond between like Japan and the US. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. there's like millions of Korean Americans but somehow like there's this whole like fiend ignorance. It's just- You, okay. you would actually think it'd be the opposite is exactly that's kind of the reason why i was like i don't understand why this isn't working unless it's on purpose then at that point you think that it's purposely done but who knows but that's why i, had, I just had to remove myself honestly and something else that i noticed too about like japanese music in particular is that um some people talk about how like it sounds dated but like i think the one big thing is that like when you reached last decade like the 2010s I feel like Japan was kind of just like, as far as the mainstream goes, at least, they were kind of just like, oh, Black music? We're not going to continue with that going forward. We're just going to go back. So it's kind of just like, they didn't go into like mumble rappers and like trap songs and everything like K-pop did. Instead, they were just like, oh, let's just do stuff that sounds like Black music from the 70s. So it was kind of just like an interesting thing about like how they treat black music versus like, oh, we got it. Sorry, Imani. How they treat music created by African-Americans and people of African descent versus just like Korea, where it's kind of like in Japan, there's more of like a mining of the past, whereas in, no, in Japan, there's more of like a mining of the past, whereas like in Korea, it's kind of just like, what are they doing now? Mm. I also feel like Korea really does ship some of these people over from the States to like write the current songs and stay yeah. on the trend. Whereas I know Japan does it every once in a while, but it's just not a priority. And I don't I don't know what it is. I think they love that whole natsukashi, nostalgic. Yeah. I feel like they're in that sense of natsukashi, nostalgic love there's more of an appreciation for something of the past than like trying something new mm -hmm. because going to the past it worked before so it should hopefully work again safer that way like i think of like the whole like city pop thing and that is mm -hmm. that like is largely influenced by like black music from like the 70s and the 80s mm -hmm. and i remember like hoshino again released an album he was just like Basically, he was, like, doing, like, Black music from, like, the 30s. And I'm just, like, I was, like, what is Skip? It was something, like, Skip Blues or something like that. And I was, like, what is that? And they were, like, oh, it's popular in the 20s and 30s. I'm, like, what? It was just, like, very... And people got mad at me because I wrote Black music in that article. Because I was, like, well, the headline says Black music. So I wrote Black music. But, again... I can see why people are like, from where? <laughs> or like, what Black music? So, But yeah. if the Japanese headline says it, mm -hmm. they all kind of have that assumption. And it's like, well, no, 
we can change the term up or do better, but alas, Japan's trends will take a while to get here, mm -hmm. so. Trends. I really feel like they're on top of things for like a good maybe year or two, and then they start slowly falling behind and mm -hmm. then completely like blown out, like just dated. Like Nami and Kumi were doing urban music when like Hickey was doing urban music and they were like fledgling, like, oh, this is like, it's, start, it's going off in the States right now. We're kind of bringing it to Japan. It's not really popular, but like we're kind of get that sound. And then like it blew up in like 05, 06. Like, and then all the songs started sounding like everything in 2003. Like. <laughs> oh God. But it's like, oh, this is great. Like, I love the 03 sound of, like, R&B and, like, hip-hop. And, like, now it's in Japanese. And it was, like, this perfect era of 2006. And then, like, 2010 came. And then, like, quote, urban music went in a different direction. And they just completely stagnated. And now it's, like, everything that's getting released now is completely, like, even if they try to have, like, a newer sound, it still sounds very, like, backdated and like they don't want to let go of like the older like what was popular and what was successful at once upon a time ago versus taking the risk now like do you really want like a japanese version of the city girls though ron i would actually love that actually yes <laughs> i'm i'm <laughs> waiting for it where are the japanese rappers that are going to sit yeah, rap about I would love Japanese Mix Stallion, Japanese City Girls. Like, if you're gonna yes. go, like, if you're gonna do the urban route, please take it there. Like, don't give me Kodakumi doing trap music. <laughs> <laughs> like, but... from... <laughs> like, now I'm thinking of all of those like African Student Society posters that have like Kodakumi's like Africa cover as like the actual like. <laughs> The fact that I've Image. seen that no less than three times in three different schools, like, I would like to know what do you search to have this woman come up? <laughs> like, African have woman. you guys, have you two heard about that, um, Imani and Hasawa? No. So, what? So, so Kodakumi, like, was it like 2005? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had this spree of singles where she released 12 singles, like, yeah. 12 weeks in a row. So she did, like, costumes for different places. So it was, like, France, she was a ballet dancer, like, Spain, she was dressed like an Incan, which is Peru, but okay. Like the USA, she was like a blonde California girl in a bikini. And then for Africa, she had like a head wrap and kind of just like this, like kind of like a halter, like top dress thing. And she was like tan. And then so the thing is though, is that people on the internet have noticed that like when there's like African-American history or like African cultural appreciation or like African student society or like black student society, like they'll often have like flyers for these things and the cover and like one of the images for Africa will literally be Kotokumi. It's real. Ugh. Really? Like you can yeah. look it up. It's her, it's her can, it's a singles called Candy and she's just like kind of like tan, got her hair wrapped, got some candy cloth pop on. <laughs> Like, and the thing is, though, is that it's not just like one or two. Like, there have literally people, people in Brazil have been just like, oh, yeah, like at my school, here's a poster of like Coda as like an African, like for like the Black Student Society at my high school. 
and like colleges it's like an international thing why is this okay why why are people thinking that kotakumi is a black woman from the country of africa (laughs) it's like i guess i guess if you type like african woman kotakumi comes up because maybe the spectrum of American of of what American think black is is maybe more broad is bro- broader than this is like in Brazil too though because for example in America mixed people of black and another race are considered as black mm-hmm. but for example in Africa it's not like that if you're mixed mm-hmm. you're a mixed person you are not black yeah you know, in Africa in Africa Rachel Dolezal wouldn't wouldn't exist because she looks white, but in America, since black mixed people can be considered as black, so it's more complicated. But outside not, of America, it's not like that. She's she came out as white, like she's white, white, white. Like she was just tanning. That was just a fake yeah. thing, Rachel Dolezal. But like, yeah, yeah. Like, when, when I saw this woman, I was a bit. How could people? think she was black she doesn't look black well so. the u.s has like the one drop rule there's yes, like a lot exactly of, there's but... like a lot of people who Mm-mm. in the u.s who are like Mm-mm. for example like megan markle exactly mm-hmm. but from my point of view from my point of view so people cis people are not black people they are mixed so mm-hmm. maybe there are some confusion about about that well mm-hmm. mixed people have like they get kind of like pulled in different directions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like if you can like fit into like this quote black mold, they'll more accept you like as a black person. Like Amber Rose is really light skinned, but it's like really connected to like the black culture. So like they don't question her. But then you got like Meghan Markle, who was pretty much like considered an exotic white woman, and then mm. she became a black princess. And now it's like do we like can we claim her as black now is she claiming mm-hmm. black or black mothers everywhere like mm-hmm. what's going on with that so um how do you guys feel about imani you're probably going to be like all over this one how do you feel about japan's response to like and the artists their response to like black lives matter someone else go first from what I saw, I remember there was like it was like a little thing. Well, it was the thing that happened. So I remember there was like Japanese coverage on the news about Black Lives Matter, and it was just these angry, oh, that muscly- angry cartoons. Yes, the angry cartoon like this muscly, dark-skinned black man, or like angry black people, and like apparently the translation was like black people are upset over low wages in America. <laughs> yes, but no, no. <laughs> And I was like explaining Black Lives Matter to the general population. Black people want more money. It was COVID. There were no wages. Like it completely skipped all of that. And yeah, it was just like ang- Black people are angry because we're poor. <laughs> like all of us, apparently. Oh God. That was a mess. But we all called NHK that day. We really <laughs> all did. <laughs> we all did. You know what though? That act that incident is actually on NHK's Wikipedia page in English underneath controversies it was such a mess and like as i said like the weird weeboos or like the general like people obsessive japanese stands they go out of their way to defend it and it's like 
it's okay. It's one thing if your fave is blackface. It's one thing if your fave appropriate. But like you're talking about like, like you're such a stand for Japan that like them getting Black Lives Matter wrong and doing it very offensively is like, well, they really don't mean it and they're trying their best and like, like you can't be upset like they don't know like they don't have black people in Japan like they like False. this is their concept of racism. They don't have racism there and it's like, oh sure. The weirdest thing that. Well, um, the weirdest one of the weirdest moments I had in Japan was like Jamaican women trying to sell me oxtails and trying to speak to me in Japanese, and I'm just like, we can just speak English, and they're like, oh, okay, because <laughs> I like smelled like I smelled oxtails, and I was just like, am I smelling oxtails? I did get like a beef patty though, no plantains, because you know how much I hate plantains, Ron. I hate them too, and people really judge me for that. Like, I get so judged for hating plantains. But like, yeah, like, okay, Imani, did you go to any of the marches or anything over there? So I did go to one of the marches in Tokyo. Um, A lot more people came than expected. Uh, But this wasn't our first like Black Lives Matter march either. We had one, you know, a few years ago when everything first started then too. But Mm -hmm. I will say that just thank you, Naomi Osaka, for literally speaking out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for her literally like saying more, saying, saying what she felt she had to say, taking the actions that she had to take to really get people to sit there and think like, oh, wait, this is an issue that actually exists and it affects our star player who makes us all this money i guess we should listen the star player who no one accepted until she's actually started winning exactly that's an issue exactly that's an issue like no one cared about who she was it's like oh she won oh our new japanese star Mm, and then it became just like oh, you want to talk about these issues? Maybe you should just, like, keep that, like, you know, personal, like, undercover. It may affect our brand. Like, I saw, like, I was, like, I've translated, like, some of the comment sections for, like, our Black Lives Matter posts and Japanese people were very, like, you're Japanese. You're not Black anymore. Like, why are you caring about having some Black people? You're in America. Like, they're not in America. So now she's Japanese. Yeah, well, now, now that Japanese. she won, now that you're winning, you're Japanese. <laughs> now Japanese, now you're winning. Mm-hmm. Oh God! But um, I did see a couple of people like um, one of Imani's friends spoke up. I think I think I think I made it like I think when I did the interview of him, like I made it like the little intro. I like thanked you for that, Imani. But like um, Sky High from AAA. Mm-hmm. Like, he said something I thought was interesting, which was basically along the lines of just, like, he's learning about it. Like, he doesn't know everything about it, but, like, he realizes that what he does stems from Black people. So he has to be appreciative Mm -hmm. and go and understand the struggle and try Mm -hmm. to teach others as much as he can so that they're thoughts can change 
I know, like from my experience, when everything was going on, especially being all the way over here and just kind of looking from the outside, it is very, uh, my anxiety was through the roof. A lot of us were going through it. Um, I remember even like Chris Hart, like he just got a Zoom chat together with all the Black people in Japan and we were all just like, just talking about it and like letting everything out, which was really great. But I can say, again, out of the other expats here reached out and, you know, they were like, you know, is everything okay? How are you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. How's your family? But the one person that actually reached out was, again, the lead singer from Bradio. He was the only one who was like, I see everything happening. Are you okay? Because he got it. He understood that this was a big thing. Mm. And I again, I will say like because of the whole movement that a lot of companies are shifting and really thinking about adding more diversity and giving, I'm seeing more black people on posters here. This is crazy. Mm. Like before I used to get so excited if I saw a brown person on the poster or like some ad (laughs) and now I'm like, yes, look at all this melanin. It's great. It's great. Considering that, like, it'll be, of course, it's Japan. So obviously, obviously, the advertisement should have Japanese people in it. But Mm. when the only other foreigner is just a blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, person, white person, it just, you know, that balance Mm. is really, you know, different. That's the thing. So. Oh, sorry. No, no, go on. That's the thing that always killed me about, like, Japan's, like, thing with foreigners first of all most foreigners in japan are other asians mm-hmm. not white people mm-hmm. it's just like why do you think all the foreigners are white they're mainly other asians mm-hmm. because white people have a purpose like i something that i noticed in fashion for example White people are mostly used for high fashion brands. I have a friend who's model in um, in Japan, and before going to Japan, he did to he did some model work for Japanese designers in Paris, and he told one of his Japanese friend in Paris to try a casting of a Japanese designers. And once they came in the casting, one of the casting director saw the Japanese girl and they say, oh, sorry, we only hire black, uh, white people. Even so, the designer was Japanese. He wanted only white people because mm-hmm. it was a high fashion brand. So in their, in their imagination, they imagined only white people, not Japanese. Mm. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Or, but for Japanese people, high fashion is for white people. When you mm-hmm. see like Japanese model is, is very rarely for high fashion. It, it happens, of course, but when you go to high fashion brand in Japan, you very often see white model because it's more foreign, more exotic. So, yeah. That's like something weird I've noticed a bit about like Asia is that like, it's kind of like a going down thing for like kind of just like, I've noticed like Japanese models being popular in the Philippines because like they look less they look asian still but like they're not as dark Mm. or just like ones that are like mixed like you look asian but you're also like light and have these like different features Mm. um 
but yes. So basically the main thing I got from Black Lives Matter was that people, it was like a learning process for a lot of them. Like a lot of them weren't aware, but they were like trying to become aware. But it is also good too that some of them realize just like, hey, I'm an R&B singer. Hey, I'm a rapper. Like I should like actually, you know, know the origin of where my craft comes from. So at least it's like a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a start. I've actually had some artists message me too and I've given many history lessons <laughs> in a very short amount of time and just kind of opened their eyes to like, yeah, this is why we're doing this and you should just really know where the music comes from. It comes from a lot of the, like the, the themes. This is where it all comes from, uh, some of it anyway. So I will say that more a lot, a lot of people are, you know, asking more questions and doing some research, hmm. which is the whole point of the movement is just to bring awareness to this problem. And hopefully with that awareness, change will come. Huh. Yeah. And on that note, do you guys have any last words? Hmm. Um, I just want to say that, you know, I do have my love-hate relationship with Japan, but I do enjoy it here. And I do enjoy working with a lot of the artists and, you know, giving what I can to help with their creative process. And I am looking forward to the new things that J-pop and J-rock will be bringing us in the next couple of years, you know. Hasawa. Mm, it's been a while that I didn't find a very interesting Japanese artists, but the, the, Japanese, uh, the Japanese music industry still fascinates me a lot. I have yet to find new artists that I can very vibe with, but it was very interesting to talk with all of you. I'm sorry for my very bad French accents, but- Your English really, is good. No, but it was very interesting, but um, how to say it? I like to say that sometimes people are very, you know, well, when they're about the topic of appropriation, my advice to mostly younger people is like, artists are not perfect, they are human, and you shouldn't look at them like idols or role models. They can fuck up and <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sorry for the curse. But I have to say, sometimes people are very too much, I getting too much offended by things I saw about artists and maybe we should maybe try to enjoy people for the music and try to not looking at them as role models or something like that. Sorry. Um, (laughs) No problem. Ron? Well, just a shout out to like Hag Twitter. Like, Oh God. (laughs) Like I know I, I'm trying to learn about new, like different people in J-pop, especially like the men, because I know Ronald really loves different male artists, and like the rest of us are like get that away from me. But I know our girls are tired, worn out, not a date. But I would love to see some innovation. Hopefully, like 
we say appropriation, but like I really hope like if you're gonna appropriate, like appropriate something good, like please. Like I as you said, I would love Japanese City Girls. I would love Japanese, I would love Japanese Megan the Stallion. If Koda Kumi dropped something like her old 06 music where she was going full ho and like full hoodrat, like I would die for that. Like, <laughs> please don't half-ass it. Like if you're gonna go through it, go all the way and make something a good urban banger. You're just reminding me now of that Twitter thread I saw when people were reacting to Gwen Stefani's Luxurious, where she was a chola, and people <laughs> were just like, oh my god, like, if you're going to appropriate, do it like this. This is amazing. <laughs> um, any last words from me? Mm, I just wanted to thank everyone for coming and talking about this today, our little special episode that I thought of um, last year, and I'm glad that it came to fruition. So thank you everybody for coming and thank you everybody for listening and good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.